0: And welcome to another edition of Midweek Menches. I am your point guard this week at Wappel House on Twitter. And we've got John in Miami, the mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, Mayor Matt. And of course, we got Schweitz up in the Great White North. Uh, Schweitz, I know you're on kind of a tight schedule, so I'm going to go to you for the the first topic. What you got?
2: My first topic is, uh, well, my sister-in-law shares a name or has a very closely associated name with somebody who is in the news for a very infamous reason, and I was just wondering, does anybody know anyone or, that you know, has a birthday? Like, you know, if your birthday was September 11th, 1982, and all of a sudden something terrible happens, their day's messed, you know, their birthday's messed up forever. right? right. Their name is now synonymous to something terrible. Just wondering if if that's happened to anyone.
0: Uh, So I, I actually have an answer for this. I grew up with a guy who shares the same name as someone who got his, uh, how do I put this delicately? Um, his little midweek mensch chopped off in the nineties by his wife, Lorena. Um, uh, I grew up with the first and last name. what <laughs> This, this kid shared with the guy that, that, uh, Had his, his, uh, mensch cut off. And, uh, and and so that's, that's the first one that comes to mind as far as sharing infamous kind of, kind of names. It's, you know, it's, uh, quite unfortunate, particularly when you're in middle school and it's like the funniest thing in the world. Like that is the topic du jour for like, you know, (laughs) years running was the, the guy that, that had his, his wiener cut off. Uh, what about John or mayor, Matt? Y'all got any, anything on this subject?
3: No, I don't actually, unfortunately I don't. Um, closest thing is just somebody having a birthday on, on one of these holidays. I think my friend, um, one of my friends shares, I think, um, Christmas Eve or Christmas day, I, I always get him confused right. with, uh, you know, with his birthday, with Christmas, that's about as close as I get.
1: Well, I think the all time worst one would be like Jerry Sandusky that ran into some issues when he was, um, you know, there's one Jerry Sandusky and then you've got the Jerry Sandusky who is the play by play announcer for the Baltimore Ravens. And so he was getting all <laughs> kinds of hate mail and, and whatnot for that. Right. Um, but I, to have a, a personal reference to somebody that has that same situation, uh, I'm going to say fortunately not. And uh, fortunately, my situation is not many Santinis running around, um, so uh, it's not being a common name. I think other people uh, might have that issue a little bit more. Their, your
0: odds go up, but no, I'm, I'm good and I'm clean. That's like the uh there's a guy on Twitter that shares a very similar name to Matt Gates, the uh Florida Congress person that his last name is is one letter off instead of G A E T Z it's G A R T Z math matthew or matt Gartz, i think is his name and he spends all day just replying to people going wrong guy wrong guy wrong guy (laughs) you can scroll his twitter replies and it's just the same thing over and over and over again so uh that's quite unfortunate uh schweitz i know we got to get you out of here uh you're kind of on a tight schedule right now what's what's going on in your world well i have a child yay you have two (laughs) childs now right (laughs) I do. I have two (laughs) children, and one is now uh,
2: three days old, so i got to go take care of her.
0: Oh, congratulations. What's the name? Rebecca Estelle. Rebecca Estelle. Very classy. Love it. Very
2: pretty. (laughs) Did you
1: find out the gender before the baby was born, so you were expecting that?
2: We did. Our our mentality with that type of stuff is it's going to be a surprise. At one point, we might as well uh, be able to pick out some names and prep a little bit beforehand.
0: So no, no, uh, no setting wildfires, no uh, plane crashes, no um, uh, large damage to your neighborhood due to a gender reveal of any kind.
2: No, we didn't even have a, a baby shower because we had all of our stuff from our previous kids, so yeah. we're not doing any of that stuff. So yeah, definitely no uh, gender reveal.
0: The first one was practice, and now you've now you've got it. Uh, now you got it locked down, right? Pretty much. Hell yeah. Well, Schweitz, go take care of that baby. We'll let you go. Thanks for the topic, man.
2: Thank you. Have a good night, fellas. Take Bye, care, Schweitz. Schweitz. Congratulations. Bye-bye. Thank you.
0: All right. Back to the skeleton crew this week. We are uh, running with just John and Mayor Matt right now. Mayor Matt, what you got this week?
1: Yeah, it's either the three amigos or the three musketeers or three strikes and you're out or the third <laughs> time's the charm. Uh, I, I've, got, I've actually got a series of things. Um, and I got to go back to last week. I appreciate y'all letting me dip a little bit there. I was doing a project for my mom. She's, she's happy, got it all taken care of. That's fantastic. But one of my favorite topics I did not get to uh, remember while I was trying to get in and out with that was a topic that Billy brought up relative to um, mixing and matching apparel and whether or not you do that when you're you know, when you're dressing, you know, would you wear an Under Armour shirt with Nike shorts and making it sound like it was a little bit of a faux pas. I actually have a personal policy against this of not wearing more than one piece of flair for each brand, unless I'm being sponsored by them. If I'm wearing a a Nike hat, a Nike shirt, Nike, shorts and Nike socks I, you look to me it look more ridiculous doing that like you're representing a brand and if they're not paying me to do it I'm not doing it completely mm-hmm. except the only exception to that is Guillermo Mafia I'll go head-to-toe with everything that they got for the Guillermo Mafia I'll rep that any old day of the week but John
0: you're in agreement with me
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep I, I I could not agree more with you Mayor Matt Um, I feel like I always feel very strange in any kind of graphic tea where there's just the name of the brand emblazoned across it like it, it you feel like a walking billboard like i uh what was that on your shirt is I've that got, an Under Armour I've, shirt yeah, i've got under armor on i got
1: Nike <laughs> and i got nike shorts on see so.
0: i like that i like the small logo in the corner but the the billboard across i buy a lot of t-shirts that are just plain solid colors because i don't like a graphic on the front of them, unless it's like a band shirt. I own basically all blank t-shirts and band shirts. And that's pretty much it.
3: What's a band shirt.
0: So a a shirt that's just got uh, like a band on it. Like you buy at a show or something. Uh, Let's see. I'm sitting like
3: a musical. Right, right, right. Like,
0: like here's one right here. Uh, Children of the reptile uh, has their logo (laughs) and a a cool image on it. It's actually Stonehenge made out of a bunch of amps and, uh, and speakers and stuff. Um, so something like that, uh, basically merch shirts that that's what I, I rock most of the time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so, so what's your favorite, what is some of y'all's favorite bands? Uh, I mean, bands, (laughs) what's some of y'all's favorite brands? All right. So for, for,
3: for shorts, although I'm not very big on the brand itself, but for shorts, the Under Armour shorts are, are really comfortable. I really like those. Um, and then anything dry fit uh, or I know dry fits probably Nike's term, but any of that like climate, cool dry fit, uh, you know, that fast wicking stuff, especially down here in South Florida. Um, I'll wear any, any of those uh, brands uh, or any, any brand that makes, you know, has that material in it.
0: So um, no, no nineties ass shorts for you then?
3: No, I don't, I haven't worn like cargo shorts in, in a long time. I'm not, I'm not completely against them, but, Man, yeah, they, they are heavy and, um, you know, if you're nowhere. Don't get those anywhere near the water.
1: I'll go 90s these shorts with you. When John brought up cargo shorts about five years ago, my wife and I, we went out west with my daughter and we were going to be doing some hiking. And so I bought some cargo shorts mm-hmm. and, you know, it's very cliche, but I got a couple of pair, man. I'll break those things out if we're going <laughs> hiking around here. It's like, yeah, it may not be a fashion statement, but when you're out there, you got plenty of, you know, very breathable. You got the extra pocket or two and you got room for everything you need and room to breathe.
0: See, I uh, so I'm a I'm kind of an oddly shaped guy and it's hard to cinch my belt down tight enough to where my shorts don't start sagging at some point. So if I add anything to those pockets, my, my pants are going to be sliding off my ass the entire time. Right? Mm-hmm. So I I do whenever I go hiking and even when I go into work, I, I wear a sling bl- bleh, I cannot talk tonight, guys, a sling bag, right? It's just one of those, you know, it's, it looks like a, a small backpack. Um, uh, but it's, it's not like backpack size. It's basically a purse, but just across, (laughs) across your back, basically. Right.
3: You're not, you're not wearing a fanny pack
0: sideways. Are you? No, no, no. It's actually designed like you couldn't wear it as a fanny pack. Um, it, it, they call it a sling bag, but I don't know if that's just to get around the insecurities of men that don't want to say that they're carrying a purse. (laughs) you wear it like a beauty pageant sash is what you correct wear. yes exactly i, f- I feel like miss congeniality when i wear this thing 100 you put
3: the, the business part up front or do you keep the business part in the back
0: uh business part in the back so so a reverse mullet mm-hmm. so right, uh nice. okay so so you said under armor for your shorts and up top shirts any particular brand that we're working with here
3: not really i have i have uh i have some like uh, Nike stuff, some Adidas. I have uh some under armor, even like some ASIC stuff. So it really doesn't matter if, if the you know if if the that fabric is is um you know nice and, and soft and it doesn't matter the um the thing. I don't think I have a lot of like champion um and and you know those pony and champion those kind of right right lower tier if you will um brands but uh Yeah, as long as the fabric's soft and wicks away,
0: I'm fine. Do y'all match the shoes with the socks? No. What do you mean,
1: match shoes with the socks? So like
0: Nike, if you're wearing a pair of Nike shoes, do you wear the Nike socks?
1: No, I'm, I'm a Brooks guy with the shoes
0: okay and, okay
1: and I actually yeah and I'll mix up I'll mix up the socks the socks are they're they're the no-shows anyway nobody's going to be seeing that I'm not per, I'm not pulling that crap up to my my knees or anything like that <laughs> like we're back in the 80s right
3: so, I'm not it saying it hasn't have... crossed my mind but yeah I mean I'll have some Adidas uh, um, like ankle ankle socks and then you know I'll put on my whatever uh Hoka's uh running shoes and things like that so it does cross my mind but uh, not enough doesn't keep me from, from cross branding those, uh, that gear. All right, Mayor, what yeah, else I, you got I this work, week? Or, I, sorry.
1: Oh, I, wear all, I wear all different brands. So again, I kind of mix up. You see, I got an Under Armour shirt. I got Nike. I got a little bit of everything. I even got some Reebok stuff in there from a while back. All right. So the other thing I've got was from a Monday's show. And I think John's going to agree with me on this too. This is an odd night, John, if you're going to, you're going to give me another mm-hmm right here. Deep mm-hmm. dish pizza, totally overrated. Mm-hmm. Oh, I See love that it so much. Oh, oh, no. So much. Nothing compared to New York. Nothing compared God. to New York pizza. Again, it's not even it's not even close. But so why did Billy call was, it
0: pasta? It's not pasta. Because,
3: well, so, yeah, it's not pasta. But, you know, Billy, Billy he was stirring up the, the, the pot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Um, so here I, I have I I've had New York style. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I've had the Chicago style stuff delivered. Um. Here to, to the house like they, they do doing the frozen in the um, dry ice type type packaging, and it was good, but it it certainly ranks below some of the other uh, the other versions of pizza that I've had. Uh, New York and and uh, Napoletano style are like one A one B. I can't I can't really put them. Um, I'll leave that up to your imagination, and then. Uh, after that i'm going to and this was a recent thing that i've that i just tried it was detroit style pizza and um i was i was kind of floored because i don't like a lot of bread in the in the pizza and this stuff was like a very thick pan pizza but it was so like light airy chewy Uh, the sauce was perfect Granted, the place is, you know, it's going to dictate all that. So it's not necessarily the style. But this Detroit style pizza, I have to put as a, a solid two. And then and then if if I'm missing any other fill me in, but I'm going to have to go with the Chicago style as as last. And mainly because of that crust, which which I can't I kind of hesitate to even call it a crust. It's more like a pastry dough. Um, You know, it's oh, flaky it It's so much. Uh, and it, it just. I, although it's tasty, it's if I was to rank them, I'm going to put it, you know, as as, you know, the third of, of all those that I've listed so far. I don't know about you guys, but that's that's yeah. my list.
0: Interesting. I well. thought I thought Detroit pizza was just Little Caesars. I didn't know that they had a style besides that. Uh, so <laughs> I that's, didn't even that's, know Little
3: Caesars was from Detroit.
0: It is. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, I, I think the uh, was it the owner? Uh, there's I think the founder is an owner of one of the sports teams up there. Um, I don't remember which one. I could be completely making that up. I have no idea what I'm talking about right now, so I'm gonna back off of that topic. Um, yeah, I love the deep dish. like my my thing is like I love as much gooey cheese as possible in on a slice of pizza. So if I can just have one slice of Chicago deep dish versus like two or three of a thin New York style pizza, then I'll just go with the deep dish. I love all of that mess.
1: All right, well, pizza is not meant to be eaten with a spoon. If you like eating spoonfuls of, of tomato sauce, then... Uh... Just just go on from there. But anyway, there's no such thing as a bad pizza. Don't get me wrong. I didn't get this way by being finicky. But and then they (laughs) they segued into Sbarro. You know, I've got a lot more coming here, guys. So so strap it in. Uh, The linguine with clam sauce that Stu God said he got it at Sbarro. They were talking about getting clams from a mall. I was like, that's like getting sushi from a gas station.
0: Who in the heck would do that? No, none Uh of us. None of us. Right. And and that's fake, right?
3: I've been to Sbarro, and I don't think I've ever seen uh, clams and like linguine in a clam sauce on the menu. Is that is that?
0: I've Grand never, Adam. I don't think I've ever eaten at a Sabaros, to be honest with you. I just always think of the clip from The Office where Michael Scott is spending the day in New York and he points, like the camera isn't looking at it yet, but he's like, he's super excited to get an authentic New York slice of pizza. And then he points yep. over there and the camera pans over and it's Sabarro's in Times Square. It's so good. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. I haven't seen it, but that that is, uh, it's, funny. it's a perfect Michael Scott. Pam will know what we're talking about.
1: It absolutely, And I do too. That was absolutely fantastic. That was a great call to that as well. The, the last thing I got for you tonight is the uh the latest episode of South Beach Sessions. Uh, and again you mentioned the office. It's kind of interesting we segue right into it. Mike Scher, who is a writer on the office, also played Moes, one of my favorite characters, it is part of the Metal Arc family now. And the latest South Beach session, if you haven't checked it out yet, phenomenal. Mike Scher and Tim Kirchgen. They got clearance to get Timmy on a on a podcast with metal Ark, and they talk about nineties baseball the entire time. I was already a big Mike sure fan. I love him even more knowing that he is a baseball fanatic. It is, it is a great listen.
0: So make sure you take time to check that one. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I've got to listen to that because I, I absolutely love Mike sure I've, I've said this a few times now, similar to the way that like Gary Larson and weird owl and mad magazine shaped my sense of humor Michael Schur is almost single-handedly shaping my kids' sense of humor because they have watched all of The Office multiple times. They've watched Parks and Rec multiple times, The Good Place multiple times. Uh, I forget what other... I think there was a fourth show... But they cycle through these shows like whenever they're, you know, uh, eating breakfast in the morning or like we'll watch an episode of something after dinner. And th- these are their top shows by a long shot. So his influence is so strong over what they find funny in entertainment uh, and in general that it's kind of cool to, to see this guy become a part of, of this, this uh, you know, metal arc and the, the whole Levitard Show universe because I know how big a fans they, they, he might be, if, if we were to ever be able to get him on Lower after hours, I think he might be the only person my kids would be impressed with. If, uh, if, if I told him we got Moe's from the office uh, on, on our podcast, that might be the only person that, uh, that, that might pull weight with them. He's mm-hmm. on the top of my list right now. Same, same. Absolutely. H- him and Hank Azaria. I would, uh, I would retire right afterwards uh 100%. Um yeah, uh, and obviously Tim kirchin I, I want to maybe this means the freeze is kind of thawing with ESPN if if they allow Tim or Tim has just, you know, been there for a long time and and kinda you know, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to penalize Tim Kurchin for going on Dan's, you know, podcast after he's been a part of the show weekly for for years now. I mean, it kind of, I don't know, maybe there is like a top down directive that you're not allowed to go on any metal arc stuff, but it's, it's kind of like, who's really going to enforce that against somebody as beloved as Tim Curtin. You're just going to look like the asshole. There's no winning that, uh, that situation if they were to, uh, to give him any flack for it.
3: It seems like they're okay with looking like the asshole. So, I mean, Norby would, right?
1: Yeah, you know the other side of that is you don't know is maybe there's parameters and maybe the, if there is a thawing of it, you know it's hey we we need to have assurances if you're going on these that you're not making any references to ESPN because there was there was no reference to anything they were simply talking '90s baseball, sharing stories and uh, having a great time and, and again it was such an enjoyable listen and it gives you an opportunity to know Mike Schur even better and then also great to hear from from Tom
0: absolutely. Okay. I want to reference, uh, this is going to be a a little, you know, uh, what does Mike call it whenever they talk about their own show too much? He always has a phrase for it. I can't remember what it is now, but, uh, post post game show on Monday. They had a topic about car batteries. And Mayor, you and I were at the top of Flem's list for guys or gals or whoever from the group that would be able to change their own car batteries. And this was a very funny topic to me. I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, even though Flem throws shade at us all the time, uh, calls us boring, says he falls asleep, all sorts of very mean, hateful stuff. He's, he's got a lot of, a lot of baggage, you know, emotionally and, uh you know mentally and stuff that that he takes out on us and and you know it's it's whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some some would say he's compensating, but go ahead. Uh, some some would say that. Um, you know, yeah. others and not necessarily us, but some would say that, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I did not think this was a difficult thing to do. I just kind of like Changing a car battery is literally—it's just like loosening two two connection points, like picking it up. A battery now—a battery is very heavy, and I'm not—you know—if—if if, you know, some people are not able to actually physically lift the thing. That they suck carrying them around. I do it all the time at work, right? But it's a very fairly simple process. Now, I think Allie mentioned something about. She said something about driving her GM car where it was like under the floorboard towards the back. Uh, where they have to change the battery, but even those are fairly easy to come out. Um, so yes, I change my batteries. I can also change an alternator. Um, I can do fairly simple stuff on cars. Um, you know, it, it takes some learning, but uh, you know, some some YouTube videos and, and you've basically got it figured out. What about you guys? How handy are y'all with the vehicles?
3: Pretty handy. I mean, uh, I've replaced batteries. I've done some, you know, uh, pretty basic stuff in the, in a car. Also, I certainly haven't, you know, open, you know, <laughs> open the, the entire, um, you know, head gasket and all that, all that stuff. But um, yeah, I I have, I, I know the working end of a wrench.
1: I am not a uh, extremely skilled person in the, in the automotive arts. Uh, I can change a battery. That's, I mean, that's pretty simple. Now I say that my wife, a few years ago, we got her an Audi and that particular vehicle, Uh, the battery is in the trunk of the vehicle and there's like, there was no way. And it's, it's in such a specialized place. You have to pull out half of the trunk to be able to get behind it, to do all. So I had to take it to the dealership (laughs) to get the battery change. And if there's a headlight out on that thing, it is, it is quite an ordeal. So Audis, I would tell you that, say this little commercial for them. They want to sponsor us. That is the most fun vehicle to drive.
0: What, what um, model? Now what model are we talking it's, it, about? Quattro? It's, it's
1: an A five it's an A five convertible and it does have Ooh. the Quattro steering and everything. It is yes. oh my gosh. It, I'm not a car guy per se, but it is a very fun vehicle to drive. But if if there's a headlight on it, you gotta take it to the dealership and it's gonna it's gonna be, you know, peanut butter sandwiches for a week.
0: So, so it's not just Audis though. So I work, uh, not to dox myself too much, but I work for a GMC Buick dealership. My wife drove an Acadia a few years ago and the headlight went out on it and I went to uh i actually i went to advanced uh and i'm actually went to Advanced. not i'm not pulling a phlegm here where i actually went to o'reilly because it was closer i supported the people that support the show and bought the Mm -hmm. headlight and thought i was going to change the headlight now on this Acadia, i can change the battery i can do simple stuff to it i can change the tire on it etc etc i thought i was going to change the headlight oh no 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 had to be put on a lift, have to take the front tire off, have to take the wheel well out of it, then you can access the port where <laughs> the uh, the headlight goes. I did not realize that at all. So, I'm throwing shade on post-post-game show a little bit. However, they they have complicated some of these simple simple things on, on these vehicles that are, are just mind blowing, uh, to the point where, yeah, you have to take them into the dealership sometimes for, for the simplest thing.
1: Mm-hmm. i I felt that was a pretty good listen too, And, uh, matter of fact, if you want to learn about how many car dealerships or how many automotive places there are to fix vehicles in Cartersville, uh, Lou does a good job of documenting that as part of post post game too.
0: He does. He does indeed. Uh, so what what's, real quick, what's y'all's daily driver, John, what do you drive? I drive a uh, Tesla Model S. Ooh, cool. Very cool. Mayor Um, Matt, what about you?
1: uh, I have a Toyota Tacoma and absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. My my, I,
1: my three tenths of a mile commute to work every day.
0: <laughs> I drive a uh, a little Ford Ranger, a little stick shift five speed Ford Ranger, and I love the thing. It's the last one of the last years that they actually made a small truck because the quote unquote small trucks are now the size of my eighty four F one fifty that I've got in the garage. Yep. The the and they, they don't make a small truck anymore. It is strictly it's it's bare minimum and and barely under the classification of a mid sized truck now. Uh and so that's that's what I drive and it's almost paid off and I love it so much. It's the simplest thing in the world. You know, parts for it are super cheap. I've had to put a clutch in it. I haven't hit a hundred thousand miles yet. Um so so I'm I'm sitting pretty on that thing. I love I it. I want to get
3: myself a pickup also, so
0: I was, I was about to suggest getting a Ford Ranger, but these things are so hard. They're not hard to find, but everybody wants an actual small truck that these and the S tens and the, you know, the old Colorados and Canyons and stuff are, are the prices going up on them basically, because everybody knows that, uh, that folks actually want a, uh, a small truck when they're looking for one.
1: Yeah. They actually, they're appreciating in value, but you know, and I tell my daughter, she got the vehicle. That she's wanted. She's twenty three, and I was like, you know, I was fifty before I got the vehicle I want. I always wanted a truck, and of course, everybody says once you get one, you you'll realize you'll you'll never be without one because you couldn't figure out how you got by without one. Exactly, exactly, absolutely the case. Mm -hmm. What was what was y'all's first vehicle?
3: A nineteen eighty three Pontiac Grand Prix.
1: Nice, Mayor Matt. I did not have a vehicle until after I graduated from college, so I made it all the way through high school and and was actually in the working world. I bought a.
0: Uh, Ford Tempo. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. My first uh my first vehicle was actually my grandpa's 84 F150. It was a mix between that one because I was fixing it up at the time. It kind of ran but not safely. My mom actually gave me her 1990 Volkswagen Vanagon uh which had the fold out bed in it, the bench seat that lifted up so I could hide liquor bottles in it when I went to parties and stuff. All that good. stuff. i had the backwards facing seats either didn't have a lot of faith in you or she had an awful lot of faith in you (laughs) see I I used to scare the shit out of my friends because uh, you sit on top of the front two wheels in that thing you're literally riding on top of the the front wheels it's like driving like a box truck or something and it has no like literally no front end on it so when I would pull up behind people in traffic my friends would hold on for dear life because it feels like you're about to rear end the car in front of you even even when you're you know the, the norm distance in a in a regular car you have the hood to judge the distance by and it used to scare the shit out of everybody that rode with me in that thing i miss it dearly to this day if i ever get a chance to own another volkswagen Vanagon, i will absolutely take that opportunity all right uh fellas any more topics Mm -mm. good to go
1: The only thing I would say is just make sure you're checking out all of the other podcasts in the Lauer After Hours family. There's good stuff there. We're not going to talk bad about everybody else to try to elevate ourselves. We're pretty confident with what our product is. We don't have to edit. We don't have to demean other people to to elevate ourselves. We want you to take a listen to them, be part of the family, and also go to shop.lauerafterhours.com for some great gear. And
0: uh, again, just enjoy the entire family of products that's ever expanding. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Mayor Matt. Well said, well said. John, where can we find you on Twitter? At Papa Jones. Mayor Matt, where can we find you on Twitter? You could find me on Twitter, at Santini Matt. Excellent, excellent. And I am at Wapple House on Twitter. Follow Lauer After Hours on Twitter and Instagram. Mayor Matt, go ahead.
1: Yeah. One last thing I want to wish uh, Samantha was not with us this week. She's got a big week. She's got a competition that she's been working with That's uh, right. working on for quite a while. And this is a uh, competition week for her. So we would just want to tell her that she was wish her the best she's ready for it. Hope she, uh, she'll, she she'll be on next week, sharing uh, her trophies and, and her experiences with us uh, on next week's midweek mentions.
0: Hell yeah. Better mensch than I to uh, train for a competition like this. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Holy cow, that does not look like it's fun. But I'm sure the, the reward is absolutely worth it. All right, we're going to leave you there. Uh, check out Laughter the Club on Friday and get to know your Lauer Rangers and everything else we have to offer, like Mayor Matt said. And we will see you next time.